Well, we sense it when we watch the media coverage. When the subject of the president's religion comes up, the adjectives come out. Devout Catholic was a really popular one for the better part of the last year. Now, notice when someone else is covered who is a public politician and also a Roman Catholic, but of a different stripe, at least in a more conservative stripe, we don't hear about devout Catholics, and we often don't hear about their Catholic connections at all. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to discuss the media's double standard of all four Roman Catholic politicians, Clemente Lisi. He's affiliate assistant professor teaching journalism and writing at the King's College formerly served as an editor at the New York Post and the New York Daily News, and he's a contributor to Get Religion. Clemente, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Have you ever read a news story referring to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as a devout Catholic? No, and I looked, and I couldn't find one, and this is why I prompted me to write a post for Get Religion back in March about how there's a bit of a double standard, by the way, President Biden is often portrayed in the media as a devout Catholic, in quotes, and Governor DeSantis often is religion is never even mentioned. And when it is mentioned, it often is because it is at odds with the Catholic Church, which is a departure from, as you know, how President Biden is often portrayed in the New York Times, Washington Post, and the mainstream press in general. Why is there a disparity of media coverage of President Biden's Catholicism and Governor DeSantis's Catholicism? I think because in, in President Biden's case, in a lot of ways, he agrees with a lot of what secular reporters believe, including the right to abortion, that kind of thing, which is at odds with the church. But that nonetheless makes him devout because he does other things that make him devout. And I hate the word devout because it's an adjective. It doesn't really tell me anything. I don't know. As a journalist, I don't really know how devout someone is. You know, I'm glad the AP recently changed the wording to emphasize practicing. In this sense, President Biden and Governor DeSantis are both practicing Catholics who happen to disagree and agree, as politicians do, with the church on various issues. But I think there's a lot of nuance that the mainstream press often ignores, doesn't understand. It's not there. And that's where I think the disparity in coverage comes about is, in President Biden's case, I do really think that because he agrees with a lot of secular progressive issues, which is in simpatico with the mainstream press, they let it go. And it's sort of a good Catholic versus bad Catholic kind of thing, which I think you see playing out more and more. Were you surprised to find author Chrissy Stroop agreeing with you on the reasons for the media's uneven coverage of Catholic politicians? It was an interesting post. Yeah, we agree, I think, for different reasons. I'm, in that sense, grew up and raised in, in a world where the mainstream media was trying to be fair. And my reason for decrying the disparity is I wish it was more fair to give readers and viewers a more complete picture of what's happening, and then they make up their own mind. But as you know, journalism is departing from that structure into more niche audiences, into more partisanship. And so the language being used to describe politicians and their motivations changes depending on what you read in your Times or watch Fox News or whatever. And so, you know, I think that's problematic. I think you see, you know, surveys. We talked about this in the past, how surveys show that people are not happy with the media. They don't trust the media because for these simple reasons, as a sort of an economic reason, it works because 
on the internet, you're going for smaller audiences who are willing to pay and they want to be told what they already believe. Journalism's job is not to do that. Journalism's job is to tell you the facts, report out what actually happened, and then it's up to you then as a reader to make a decision at the ballot box or anywhere else on what you agree or disagree. But unfortunately, we've departed from that structure, and that's where a lot of the issues are coming up. We agree, but not for the same reasons. I think Stroop's reasons are more political. Well, disagreeing with you, Stroop writes this. For my part, it's my strong conviction that religious beliefs should be allowed no influence whatsoever on policy that determines equal accommodation in the public square for people who do not share those beliefs, nor should they shape anyone's ability to access the best health care they need in a given situation to adopt children or to marry. How do you respond? Well, that's a lot to unpack there, but I think the argument on the other side is religion should have no place in public square, the separation of church and state. And these things are all true, but the Constitution also gives us the right to practice any religion we want. And the truth is, politicians... They have a worldview, whether that's informed by faith or whether it's informed by some secular belief. We all come to everything we do in life with a worldview and shaped by something, right? The idea that we would eliminate any kind of religious beliefs from any kind of policy decisions we make doesn't seem realistic to me. And the Atlantic has a really good piece recently out about how this country is less religious, but people do believe things. That may not be religious, but we are creatures who believe in things. And so whatever shapes your worldview, then I think then that informs what you do. And the idea that maybe you believe in charity, let's say, for example, because your faith tells you to, that wouldn't be a bad thing, right? So it's a strange argument. I don't know how you do that in a country as a democracy, governed by the Constitution, which guarantees freedom of the press in addition to freedom of religion. And religious liberty is a real thing. And so the Supreme Court has ruled on many cases. And so it makes the argument Stroop makes a little bit harder to enact in reality, I think. Stroop, who identifies as a transgender woman, also decries the influence of Catholic teaching in the healthcare system, writing, being transgender means that there are restrictions on where I can live and what health insurance companies I'm able to use in order to ensure that my care takes place within a secular system of clinics and hospitals where I don't risk being misgendered, shamed, or denied a necessary treatment on the basis of bigoted religious beliefs I frankly find deplorable. What are your thoughts on that? I understand where people are coming from if they are in disagreement with the Church, but the Catholic Church, as you know, provides a huge network of healthcare in this country, hospitals, other services, and it just doesn't seem realistic to me that you would force a hospital, let's say, to do a gender reassignment surgery or to do abortions when it's contrary to their conscience, right? And so the idea that the Supreme Court has ruled on religious liberty, I think this is where this argument is coming from, and the idea that the Catholic Church in some way has to get out of the healthcare business or, better yet, do the things that secular politicians might want them to do. I just don't think it's realistic. And we, we saw this with the listeners of the poor years ago with Obamacare, this conflict that they were in. And of course, the, the nuns eventually won that in court. But it just, it wasn't a good look, I thought, by President Obama to try to force a bunch of Catholic nuns to do abortions or other things they didn't want to do when there's other choices. I mean, there's, you can go to a secular hospital, let's say, and, and get that done. I mean, I don't know the Catholic Church has a monopoly on healthcare in this country. And so are they involved in it? Sure. 
they are. And, and I think American society has benefited from that in many ways. But in a lot of other ways, we have lots of choices. And we can go to a Jewish hospital or a secular one or a state hospital. I mean, there's a lot of other choices out there in terms of healthcare and hospitals. And I think that I just don't like the idea of compelling people to do something they don't want to do. Stroop asserts that the media is biased in favor of Christians. She talks about its refusal to acknowledge Christian privilege, equating Christian with good. Is this true? It's interesting because I think most people that are Christian and most people that go to church every week, people that would call themselves practicing or even devout, even though I don't like that word, probably disagree with that statement in the sense that Christians can be seen that way in the media. Like I said earlier, if you're President Biden, but if you're Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, you might not be seen that way. You might be seen as someone who's a draconian or a totalitarian or anti-immigrant or whatever it is. And so in that sense, his brand of Christianity might be bad, in quotes. And so I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think a lot of Christians who interact with the mainstream press, and I speak to many of them all the time, they're not fans of the mainstream press for often the way they're portrayed. I've written posts in the past, I get religion about how former Vice President Mike Pence was often portrayed as sort of someone who was a square, inept, somebody who was just a rube, somebody who just was a butt of jokes on late night television because of his faith, because he was wholesome, maybe, and that was seen as something that was naive even. And so I would argue that I, I think not. I think the more religious you may be in public, the more often you may be ridiculed by the media, particularly pop culture. You know, in that sense, not the newspapers or television, but in pop culture television of of the last three, four decades, for sure. So no, I I would disagree with that statement. I think there's some cases it may be the case where Christianity equals good. But again, it depends on how you define Christianity and whose Christianity you're talking about and which politician is going to which church, and that's really the difference. What would even-handed media coverage of Catholic politicians actually look like, Clemente? I think all news stories need context historical context, context of the moment. And the way you do that is, yes, President Biden is a practicing Catholic, and yes, he's also pro-choice. And then you actually quote the catechism of the Catholic Church by saying, this is what the Church believes, right? As sort of your boilerplate sentence or paragraph you put in every story, just to give the reader a full idea on that particular issue, for example, of what this means. It would also help that they would explain that President Biden has also changed his position on on abortion, for example, over the past few decades, too, and gotten more progressive as we enter an era where he has to maybe pander to a a growing group of people in his party. You don't see all that discussed in these news stories. You just see, as a matter of fact, that he happens to be a very devout Catholic, but he also disagrees with the church on a bunch of other things. And so if get even-handed coverage, you would have that context. And then to wrap it all up, I think if you did a story about Ron DeSantis, the governor, you would have to then give him full context, where he may be at at odds with the church on immigration, for example, or the death penalty, right, two things that he's at odds with the church about, but he happens to be pro-life, which puts him in the same camp as the church. But I always say politics and religion, it's like putting a square peg in a circle. You don't always get doesn't always fit. And I think the mainstream press just doesn't understand the nuance. It's very easy. Religion is esoteric. Politics is a real thing. Politics is what people experience in their daily lives. And religion, to many journalists, is just something that they don't 
get because they grew up in a secular setting or they just don't know anyone who's religious. And for them, it, they don't understand the context. And I think ultimately we're all hurt by that because when we read news accounts, whether you see CNN.com or, or the New York Times or the Washington Post, I think we don't get the full picture. And this is why ultimately I think a lot of Christians don't have a good relationship with the mainstream press. Clemente Lisi is affiliate assistant professor teaching journalism and writing at the King's College, formerly served as an editor at the New York Post and the New York Daily News, and he's a contributor to Get Religion. You'll find a link to his columns on the Talk On Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Clemente, thank you. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to talk about the presiding bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America during their churchwide assembly recently called for a new reformation. Pastor Larry Peters will join us. He's author of a recent column titled, A New Reformation. Stay tuned. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc., Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.